1: Hey everybody, this is Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast, the podcast where we explore real ghost stories, and we see if we can convince JJ that ghosts
2: are real. Yeah, and I'm JJ Cravel, the resident skeptic. We have a guest, our friend Shelby, here today to talk to us about a few different encounters. So Shelby, have you always believed in ghosts? Were you a little skeptical at one point?
3: I think when I was younger, I was more, I guess, prone to believing them, you know, with our imaginations and things like that. Mm-hmm. As I got older, I started to become more skeptical, Skeptical, and I guess now I'm kind of indifferent, maybe in between.
2: So kind of ghost agnostic?
3: Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it.
2: And uh, Shelby,
1: what do you do in your everyday life?
3: I am a prosecution-based victim advocate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great
1: so where did you have your first ghost experience
3: the first one that i can remember i was i think about 10 years old at the time and it was just my mom and i at home and we were sitting in our living room the whole back wall of the house was floor to ceiling windows and there was like a sliding glass door so they had the type of the sliding glass uh shades you know that kind of like you pull the little pulley and they like swing close and open things like Mm -hmm. that it was later in the evening and my mom was sitting in the couch and so her back was to the window and then I was sitting in the armchair kind of kind of catty corner next to her and I had closed the blinds earlier it was February so the AC was not on the heat was also not on it was just kind of at this stagnant temperature I guess so The point I'm getting at is that there's no reason that these blinds should have been moving at all. And I remember sitting there and looking and kind of being like, that's weird. And there was just one single blind that was directly behind my mom moving, just back and forth kind of swinging. Mm -hmm. And my mom looked at me and she was like, Shelby, can you get up and like stop that? It's annoying me. Cause she could see it in her peripheral vision. And so I got up there and I stopped it with my finger and then I kind of pulled back and I waited and I was like, okay, it stopped. And then I sat down and then a couple minutes later, that same blind, just the one, and there again, there was no air on or anything. It just kept swinging back and forth. My mom was like, Shelby, can you stop the blind again? I was like, sure. So I got up and I stopped it again and then sat back down and again, a third time, <laughs> A few minutes later, the blind started swinging back and forth. And then my mom looked at me and she just started laughing. And then she goes, Tony, cut it out. And I went over there and she's like, Shelby, go stop it again. And I she stopped it. She said, Tony, it. cut it out? She said, Tony, cut it out.
1: Is that the resident cat? Or-
3: no. So I looked at her kind of funny because Tony is my uncle. He died when I was three. He was actually murdered. That particular day was the anniversary of his death. And he used to always play pranks on my mom and her sister. He was the oldest sibling and he would always mess with them. He was just a big prankster. And so she was like, yeah, it was Uncle Tony. He's just messing with us. Just want to let us know he was here.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you mind me asking how he mm-hmm. was murdered?
3: Um, his wife had her brother kill him for insurance
2: money. What? Oh, my gosh.
3: But yeah. Wow.
2: That's really tragic. But also like. Fun that your yeah it was like still praying play, right it wasn't pranks?
3: creepy I just remember thinking like oh okay that's Uncle Tony that's how you know he was always described to me when I was a kid he was just a fun like vain guy
1: like your mom was kind of casual about it had he done things before then and in, in a paranormal way that she had experienced
3: um, I think so my mom has always been kind of very sensitive to I guess the spiritual realm like she is just. um like she just gets the almost like a sixth sense, gets these feelings about things. And, you know, the skeptic in me is like, mom, you're over spiritualizing everything. Like, it's just the wind blowing. But she has said, you know, even before that time and after that, there's been things that odd things that have happened on anniversaries of either the death of a loved one or birthdays or things like that. But yeah, I just remember thinking it was just so normal. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm.
2: And these are blinds where, like, each blind is connected to each other, right? right? So, So they all kind of, like, laid across
3: each other. No, they can't move independently. Like, if one were to move, you would inevitably probably move three or four at least. But it was just the single, like, blind that was just Mm. swinging around. And how
1: old were you when that happened? I
3: was ten.
2: Ten. Wow. Man, that's strange. I really would like to think that if I... (laughs) died before my siblings that i could go back and haunt them and just like like mess with them and play Mm -hmm. pranks on them that would be fun yeah um this is part of the reason why i really just want ghosts to exist right because (laughs) i want to come back as a fun ghost
1: and you love pranks i love pranks i can't imagine too being a 10 year old and experiencing that Mm -hmm. and your mom just being like yep that's your uncle Tony." right
3: Right. And it's not the first time that she had ever talked about anything kind of paranormal happening with her side of the family. So it wasn't all like, it just seemed very normal to me. She had talked about things like weird things happening in the house that she grew up in, like um, the smell of coffee in the middle of the night brewing, but nobody being up the sound of Mm -hmm. what sounded like a bowling ball, just rolling through the attic down the hallway, footsteps in the house. And Nobody being up or even in the house, yeah. really. And she was just like, yeah, it's just normal. <laughs> Uncle
1: Tony wasn't murdered
2: in this house,
1: was no, he? No,
3: he was not. Okay. Mm-mm.
2: And when was your next uh, supernatural encounter?
3: I think the next thing I probably distinctly remember, I was in high school and I was over at a friend's house. And the house that she lived in at the time was very close to an Indian burial ground. And um, her mom was always kind of kooky and really funny and really fun to be around. And she loved the paranormal and ghost and history and things like that. And she, always talked about how there was this ghost that lived in their house. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but I remember one day we were at our house and I can't remember his name. I think it was like Clarence or something. They named him, but he would, he would mess with them in the house too and like turn on lights or mess with the doors or whatever. Um, and I remember one time we were in my friend's room just hanging out and there was this sound at the door where it sounded like somebody was not beating on the door, but like tapping it, like trying to get somebody to open up the door, but there was nobody else home. And we knew that it wasn't the dog because she was really old and lazy and like she was two floors down in the house. And so it sounded like somebody just going on the door. I remember my friend being like, who is it? Nobody answered. And then it would like kind of beat on the door again. And then she was like, Clarence, stop. Just leave us alone. And then it never happened again.
1: Whoa. Huh. And Clarence, did they have any history of anything happening at that home before? Or did they just name it because there were so many instances of...
3: I think they just named him to, I guess, make him feel welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't really know. And get, instead of just having this unnamed like spirit being in their house, they just gave him a name. And they were very friendly with him. And... You know.
1: It must be so frustrating as a ghost when like you can't touch people or anything. Right. Like I just picture
2: them using like all their
1: force to just tap on
2: a door.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I- I've lived in houses where there's like a bunch of creepy noises mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it's you know mostly like old houses. And I'm just like oh, that's like just a weird old house right. noise. I- is there something particular about that noise that like really makes it stand out? And makes you think like this was more than just a weird noise that houses make sometimes.
3: I mean, at first I thought it was just a weird noise because you know how if you close like the front door to your house, it might cause another door in your like bedroom to close shut Mm -hmm. or like kind of like the draft. And so at first that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just somebody coming in and you know causing a little shake in the house. And it was an older house too. So it wasn't like super sturdy. So I thought that at first, but then it kept happening and it kept sounding like somebody was pushing on the door. Hmm. So it didn't it what it didn't sound more like a draft noise because it sounded like somebody was actually trying to get in. And we had even gone and opened up the door and checked to see if it was Amelia the dog and it was not. Um and there was and we checked to see if there was anybody else around and it was just her and I in the house. So, um And then after she told Clarence to stop and then it stopped, I was like, well, maybe it was good old Clarence just paying us a visit.
1: Now, did you ever try to contact any of these ghosts with like a Ouija board or anything like that?
3: I, no, Mm -mm. I'm good. You didn't want to? No, Mm -mm. I know my (laughs) limits. Like I'm not very, I'm not sensitive in the sense, like I talked about with my mom being sensitive to the spiritual realm, but I have very much a like... Visual kind of mind, and I do not watch paranormal movies or anything demonic or anything like that. I just I get really bad nightmares, and I'm I'm good. I've had my fair share of fun little ghost encounters, and you know they they can stay on their side of the universe, and I'll stay on mine. We're good.
2: Got a respectful distance right between <laughs> yourself and ghosts. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good advice for ghosts and wild animals.
3: <laughs> right.
2: Attain respectful distance. Right. Probably don't want to try to pet
1: ghosts. Yeah. afraid they might pet back. <laughs> Noah, yeah. have you ever used a Ouija board to try to summon a ghost? Uh, when I was, I guess, right around that same time about the story from that giant house where the ghost played tag with us or
2: whatever I so see. for our listeners who haven't heard this story it's our very first episode and it's a, a good one definitely download that episode and listen to it
1: yeah so basically we had a ghost encounter and my best friend's uh sister she was very into spirits and ghosts and she was probably 17 we were around 13 and she had a ouija board Mm-hmm. And so, she came uh, into the room. We had, like, bunk beds, and she came in, and she was like, let's contact the ghost.
2: So, we did. I think it was her kind of messing with us. Yeah. I don't buy the whole Ouija board thing. Like, that's... i I like to think I'm, like, pretty open-minded with people's stories and encounters, but, like...
1: Ouija boards. The- and the ghost just kept saying it was going to murder us while we were asleep. Mm-hmm. She was just like, who are you going to kill? And then it kept spelling out our names. So yeah. that made me a oh. little skeptical. And yeah.
2: you were not murdered. No,
0: not I, that I know of.
2: I was. I'm a ghost. And <laughs> six <or> six <laughs> <sense>. Plot twist.
0: <laughs>
2: we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> but I was looking up stuff about Ouija boards just because I think they're interesting. And I almost thought it was like some just kind of like ancient tradition of talking to spirits when really when i looked it up it actually is just a thing made by a board game company like mattel made it in the 80s yeah it was (laughs) it was something like that like it's not that old and it was like just like a cash grab kind of thing like i think it was supposed to be like a game and then they just started selling it as this thing that you can use to talk to. Them yeah, first. that makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, I, one of the
1: creepiest things I've visually seen that I misinterpreted as paranormal activity I don't know, I was maybe 16 or 17. And I was drinking a glass of water and I had it sitting on the table and I was watching TV and all of a sudden the glass of water just slides across the table. Mm. Now, the table was flat it wasn't leaned one side or the other and as a kid i was like oh my god it's a ghost uh when really it was just condensation under the glass but yeah i think there's things like that that can happen where people try to trick you or we misinterpret things as ghostly activity however in both of your stories, you mm-hmm. had willing participants who seemed like they had been through more than just that one instance, right. and they were like, "Oh, that's our old buddy," right? You know, which I think
2: that's very interesting too.
1: Yeah,
3: very harmless.
2: Yeah, and yeah. you mentioned something about about your mom being like more spiritually attuned, and because I've expressed kind of my frustration of like, you know, I know all these people who like claim to have had these really strange things happen to them. And I just have a hard time believing it because I've never had anything like that happen to me. And I've had people say, like, oh well, you know, some people are just more kind of spiritually sensitive to uh-huh. those kind of things. And Either like more observant or it's just if you're open to it, then maybe, you know, people if you're open to it, spirits can kind of sense that and will kind of target you or, or try to communicate with you somehow. I think that's an interesting concept, you know, some people being more sensitive to to these kind of things. When happening.
1: you think about it, some people can play the guitar. Mm -hmm. Some people have a, some kind of gift for music. Yeah. Some people can learn how to do those things, but there's also people that literally just like wake up out of the bed and can, can, you know, have these gifts quote unquote that others don't have. So if, if that is something that exists, it may just be something where, Hey, you're just kind of born with this gift and, and it's kind of what you make of it.
3: And I think you have to be open to it too. So I know, you know, in conversations I've had with my mom, I've told her like that I believe she's over spiritualizing things and I'm a little more closed off to it, I guess. You know, if it if or when these encounters happen, I'm like, oh, okay, but it has to be like blatant in my face, whereas my mom is just more open to it. So I Mm -hmm. guess it seems that things happen around her more, yeah. so
1: I don't know. In high school, I was really open to getting a girlfriend, but I never. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had more <laughs> ghost experiences than I did girlfriends. Unfortunately. <laughs> so I guess it just takes time. Yeah. <laughs> so those are two ghost experiences, but yes. it's my understanding, you also have had some other interesting experiences.
3: I did um, a little more on the creepy side of the whole spiritual realm spectrum, I guess. Um, so this was about five years ago at the time I was actually doing mission work overseas in, um, a indigenous village in Costa Rica. Um, and I hated that week in Costa Rica for this reason. Um, it freaked me out really bad. So we were staying, um, you know, in an indigenous village, they're not used to really white people, but really any kind of outsiders at all, um, just very remote area. And we were going to be there, or we were there for a week and we were staying in um, in this little teeny tiny church while we were there for the week. And come to find out a couple of days after we got there, we found out that the pastor's wife actually practiced witchcraft. And we were like, well, that might be why we're having some kind of weird juju in here. Um, so we're <laughs> like, is that really supposed to happen? But anyways. Um, so one particular night, um, and, and, and I will say I've always been kind of scared of the dark, even at 27 years old and still kind of Uh freaks me out just a little bit. Yeah. And especially after this, um, but just that particular night I was just tossing and turning in my bunk bed and the way the room was set up, there were two bunk beds. So there were three other girls in the room there with me and I was on the bottom bunk And if I'm laying down on the bed on my back, there was a window on my right hand side and there was a curtain over the window, but there was a corner of the window that was still exposed to the outside and not completely covered by the curtain. And something just really felt just creepy. I just, I was laying in the bed feeling like somebody was watching me and which didn't make sense because everybody else in the room was asleep and our door was closed and there wasn't anything particularly weird about that day and i remember turning over to try to pull the curtain down over that corner of the window because it just something just very weird it just i just felt like this weird presence somewhere and it felt like it was coming outside And I looked, um, and as I was trying to close the window, I looked, and in the front yard of the church, there was just this black figure there, and it looked like a person, but not really, and it just stood there, and I remember just staring at it, being like, what the hell is going on here? And I just knew that that was what was watching Mm -hmm. us, or me, or whatever it was. Um, and so then I I pulled the curtain down over the window and I kind of laid there and was just like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. Do I do anything? Do I wake somebody up? I don't know. This is weird. What was that? I don't know. And then I pulled the curtain back and looked and then it was gone. And I was like, okay, maybe I imagined that. I don't know. So in talking to my team the next morning, there was another, there was a guy on my team and he was downstairs in the church. Um, Sleeping, you know, where all the other guys were. And he talked about how he didn't sleep at all that night because he kept having these very vivid, demonic dreams of somebody standing outside of the church and cursing us for being there, like not welcoming us at all and just had these very vivid dreams. And he was like, it kept me up all night. I haven't slept like this place, like, this is not a great place to be. And I think, I mean, this was five years ago, but I think at the time it was around like 2.30 in the morning or something. And let me back up and say too, it wasn't completely pitch black outside. So I could definitely tell that there was something standing out there because even though we were in an indigenous village, there was electricity out there and there was a, a street lamp out behind like up the hill so the street lamp was lit up behind this shadowy figure so
0: mm. like
3: there was no denying that that was like the only thing that was standing in the yard and I remember um that it was around two thirty in the morning that I had woken up and when I as we were discussing with my other teammates there was a girl that was in another bedroom upstairs across the hall and she was like That's when I woke up too. And I could not sleep. And she was like, I just had this creepy feeling that something was watching us. And I was like, okay. Wow. So there were several of us that all experienced this very creepy feeling. And it turns out after we had discussed, there was at least one person in every room in the house or in the church that was up at the exact same time and just felt this intense feeling of somebody's watching you. You're not welcome here. But to my knowledge, I'm the only one that like physically saw something outside.
2: Hmm. Wow. Was that area known for witchcraft? Yes.
3: Okay. Yes.
2: So now when you say you found out the pastor's wife was practicing witchcraft,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: what, so how did you find out and what does that mean?
3: (laughs) I don't know exactly what it means Uh to be honest with you because we didn't. It's almost like we didn't really want to know what all that entailed. Yeah, for sure. Um, But we found out through a community partner that we, like a longstanding community partner that we had that was not directly like blood related to this pastor. You Uh know, they were. It was just a longstanding friendship that you know our team leaders had with somebody that was actually living in the village because somebody from the base that I was on would go to that village every year. So it was just this long-standing relationship. Um, and whoever it was told us, well, you know, the pastor's wife does practice witchcraft. So maybe she opened the door to something, I don't know. But they, they were like, they definitely don't like that. You, they said the talk around the town is that you guys are not welcome here. They don't like that you're here.
1: And how long were y'all in that area? A week. And did you have any other occurrences during that week or is that the only?
3: Um, no, but I just, no, nothing like that. No, but every night it just, I had this very uneasy, I don't want to be here. Something is creepy feeling every time it got dark, just Anytime yeah. it was nighttime, I that, hated it there.
1: That really feels like the beginning of like an X Files episode or something. Yeah, <laughs> That's nuts. yeah. It's, it's intense. And
2: yeah. so, how how clearly could you see this like figure? Did it look like like kind of like an ethereal sort of thing, or did it look like a you know? It looked like a. Person?
3: It looked like a solid person. It looked like the silhouette of maybe a. 10 to 12 year old boy
2: okay wow mm-hmm.
3: did it, i mean i still like i can see it in my head now
1: yeah did so, it want to play hide and go see i
3: i don't know but i didn't want to find out. <laughs> so
2: do you think it might have actually been the silhouette of of a person like a a, a real person standing a real out there who maybe was I mean, the skeptic so many, in me. Kind of
3: yeah, I mean, thing. the skeptic in me wants to say yes, and honestly, just I guess the human in me wants to be like, oh, it was just somebody standing out there being weird at two thirty in the morning. Um, but I don't know. I just, I mean, and like you said before, you know, some of you know people just talk about their feelings. and like, I just felt something, but I had never experienced anything like that before. And I just knew like deep within my soul that the spiritual realm is real and like, somebody is not happy that we're here.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting, too, that the other person who didn't see it described mm-hmm. what you saw right. like, just from from dreams. A dream. and, right. You know, I mean, that's...
2: That's real weird. That's mm-hmm. pretty significant. Yeah, chills. Oof. Before you saw this figure, person, demon, mm-hmm. whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, were you... And, and, but you were feeling like you were being watched and you were feeling like something wasn't right. Like, can you kind of describe that feeling? Were you getting chills or?
3: I just felt, I remember feeling very uneasy. Like, you know how if maybe you're in public and you just feel like somebody's staring at you and then you look and you see somebody staring at you and you're like, you weirdo. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. And I remember like before seeing this figure, I remember getting up and like making sure that the door to our bedroom was closed because I've never been able to sleep with my door even cracked open a little bit because Mm -hmm. it just kind of freaks. I don't know why. It just kind of freaks me out. So I had gotten up to make sure the door was closed and... I just had this intense feeling that it's like that feeling of somebody staring at you out in public that you don't know. And you're like, why are you looking at me? Yeah. So, and then it just had me uneasy that the corner of that window was open and it just felt like somebody was looking at us.
1: (laughs) And there was a little ghost boy outside. Yes,
3: just a little little ghost boy standing out there.
1: (laughs) Now, did anybody confront the pastor's wife if she had summoned some little demon in the backyard?
3: I don't know. I'm going to say probably not because they're like, okay, guys, we only really got a few more days here. Let's just yeah. push through. <laughs> so, and I was like, let's get out of here.
2: Do you know if this was a strain on their relationship that the pastor's wife was practicing witchcraft?
3: I mean, I I would assume that it might be some, like, fundamental differences there, you know, and like, Maybe that's how this. you view the spiritual world, but... I don't know.
1: (laughs) Maybe
2: that's just his kink.
1: You know, he's into witches.
2: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That seems like a a really uh, weird, like, new Netflix sitcom or something. Like, (laughs) the the pastor and his (laughs) witch wife or something. Now, I had a uh, friend in
1: high school, uh, and her and her friend practiced witchcraft. Mm. I didn't really ever think much of it because... I didn't really believe in it. right? But one night uh, we were all hanging out and she there was like this bully at the school and she was like, oh yeah, you know, he had that car wreck last week and got hurt really bad. And we we're like, yeah, what about it? She was like, well, we did a spell to secure him getting hurt. And, and then he got hurt in a car wreck. And we we're like, okay, well, <laughs> we're your friend, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>
3: Yeah. But did she say that after the person got hurt in the car wreck? Yes. Okay, she was so claiming
1: then this.
3: So, yeah, so then the skeptic and me would be like, you're right. just making those an Easy skeptic. <laughs> right.
1: However, we did not question her right. just on the off chance that she <laughs> right. could do some voodoo. Exactly. Be like, you know?
3: okay, and good day to you. She kept
1: following us around trying to cut a lock of our hair. I couldn't quite figure out. Mm.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what do you think about those stories? I mean, you're not as skeptical as I am, but you're also maybe, well, I would say, ghost agnostic. Yeah. Right, yeah. now. So what what do you think of those stories?
1: You know, I had feelings just listening to them. Those are some creepy fucking stories. <laughs> uh, they were and, and well told, so great job. Thank um, you telling those stories. You know, I think I think a lot of us have had instances inside of homes that we can't quite explain, but we just kind of write off. I, I think it's interesting that you had people who could identify what they believed were some kind of spirit or ghost causing these sounds or objects to move in the home. You know, I think we've heard stories like that. I haven't quite heard where people were just like, oh, that's Albert, right. silly guy. <laughs> He's a ghost. The one that fascinates me the most is the story of the demon or spirit or ghost yeah. on the the mission trip mm-hmm. i mean, there's a lot of elements there that right. pique your interest right you're in a foreign place mm-hmm. uh, there's lore of w- witchcraft in the area the pastor's wife is an alleged witch and then right. lo and behold everybody's sweating in their bed tossing and turning and there's some demon out in the yard yeah. I want to believe that's true. And I don't even want to live in a world where that is true. because That's freaky. But just the, I don't know, just if that's possible, then what else is possible, right? Right. If somebody can conjure up a, a demon and have it torture you while you're trying to sleep. So it definitely tilts the scale of believability for me because you seem like a person who has nothing to gain. Right. By lying, you know, you weren't <laughs> beating down the door to get in here and tell your story. You were kind enough <laughs> no. to come and tell it to us. So yeah, I, I would say I'm I'm more inclined to believe it than not.
2: Yeah, that demon story was super scary. And this probably I, I don't think our mics picked this up, but we all heard while you were telling this story, my door started knocking.
3: Yes. <laughs> I, it I know, I was like, Oh, they're here. I'm ninety
2: percent sure it's just my neighbor. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to cry. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to interrupt. It's probably Clarence.
3: Like... He so just wanted to say hey. <laughs> Stop!
2: <laughs> but it really did, like, add to just, like, yes. the creepiness of this story. We all just I... kind of got wide-eyed and we like... <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I wanted to interrupt and be like, oh, that's my neighbor. But, um, but, yeah, super strange stories. Yeah, I mean, those kind of stories, I think, are hard for me because it's like I, I don't have an explanation for, mm-hmm. you know, like... The fact that you have all of these people kind of experiencing the same thing and this guy who had a dream of basically what you saw. Right. Like, seems really like a stretch to just be a coincidence, Mm -hmm. but I I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to, like, firmly believe in, like, a spiritual realm or something unless, like, I have that kind of direct experience myself, even then with a direct experience i don't i don't know if it would necessarily be enough to convince me Mm -hmm. like i guess i'm more comfortable saying wow we can't explain that than saying like oh that must have have been a ghost but man super just strange strange stories and i'm sure if i was on that mission trip i probably would have i you know i don't know i maybe i would be like of 100% believer myself.
1: Yeah. It's really weird stuff. That's That's pretty intense.
2: Well, if
1: um, you guys out there in the audience have any stories similar, are there any ghost stories you want to share with us? Make sure you email us at realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com. And I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm JJ Crable. And thanks for listening to another episode, guys.